0: Yes, it's me with a smoky voice, not because I want to sound like Barry White, which I actually do want to, but because of the smoke. When we recorded this conversation with Michael Quimby, leader of the Roseland Hunters, I asked if there's a chance to they it get back together. All we had to worry about was the pandemic and the election. Michael was the leader, vocalist and guitarist for the Roseland Hunters. And I played the living hell out of their record on the radio. So what's he been doing lately? Let's find out. of transparency <laughs> transparency and honesty <laughs> i must tell our listeners that we started before and i ran out of battery this has been that kind of day michael <laughs> you know i i i had forgotten to, to to for for a long time to put the uh um uh, water in the in the, in the radiator of my car okay overheated right i had to drive it around to uh to jiffy lube to get the, to get a top off right that was that was number one. Okay. Then we start this <laughs> and I find and I look down and the little red light's not on. Yes. Meaning the batteries went dead. And it was the best interview in the history, oh, in the history of interviews. Oh my god, There yes. it goes. Really? <laughs> You were better than, than Oscar Wilde and Orson Welles. All and, right, you know.
1: <laughs> and wow. you'll never be able That's to repeat it. That's quite a
0: visual. <laughs> you'll, you'll never be able to repeat it. All right. There it's like go. it's like like a Laurel and Hardy joke, when Laurel says something brilliant, and and Hardy says, "Say that again," <laughs> and then he gets it all fucked up, and he can never do it right. <laughs> Anyway. So, anyway. All right. (laughs) Sorry you missed it, friends. (laughs) We'll be right back. Yeah. All right. But I think he probably uh, knows all the stuff he was talking about. I do. And can say it pretty much like it was. Or he could. Maybe he'll. Who knows? Maybe he'll improve on it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you've been through
1: it once. All those horrible things I said about all those people. Yes. I have a chance to edit now. Okay. there we
0: go. So, my first question was... (laughs) Whatever happened to the Roseland Hunters, which was one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, Well, um, I think the
1: real answer uh, is, and again, my previous joke. I'm going to tell these jokes again to you. Please My little anecdotal answers to this, which I've been practicing, is I get a lot of grief about this. I get asked about this all the time. Oh, good. uh, Which makes me feel great and terrible. Yes. Simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, That...
0: You didn't say that before. That's true. That's a, there that's you a go. new wrinkle. See, new friends, you didn't, you didn't miss that because he never said it.
1: <laughs> so my, my position is that um, the Roseanne Hunters haven't actually completely gone away. They're in suspended animation. These people are all still my friends and still my colleagues. And uh, I, I look forward to the reanimation of the band, um, which actually, through this experience of the last six months— um, I've been sorely pressed to to get that part of my life reactivated. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I think really uh, the the thing that inspired the long nap <laughs> of the Rosalind Hunters, frankly, was a, a wonderful thing when it comes down to it, which was a, a great opportunity for one of the band members uh, uh, to have a, a remarkable success. And that would be uh, Reinhard Mels, who became uh-huh. uh, a touring member of Pink Martini. Right. So he uh, he gave me that news, and it was a bittersweet moment. And uh, you know, we both insisted that it didn't mean the end of the Roseland Hunters, and that uh-huh. we, and between his 235 annual touring dates, we'd find an <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> so yeah, it, you know, it. You know, it. I think. When I moved to Portland in 2004, Uh um, having five years earlier sort of decided that I was done with the music business per se, you know, I'm always going to be a musician, but putting a band together, leading a band um, can be um, a monumental effort, um, obviously, and I was, I'd I'd been really grinding on it for a couple of decades and had some successes and did some Uh touring and Uh Had a blast, um, and the shock of moving to Portland and finding a stunning talent pool mm-hmm. um, was oh wow! I can I can just do something because I really want to play music yeah. and have yeah. almost zero ambition connected to it <laughs> outside of making a, creating a project that was uh, the best thing I've ever done. Huh. That was kind of mm-hmm. my my like look. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not gonna spend the effort. Unless it it can be an evolution of what I've done musically and yeah. and, and, uh, and it, my philosophy from the beginning of my quote unquote career has always been uh, really jump in with players that dwarf you because uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's uh-huh. the I'm a, I'm so undisciplined it's horrific it's terrible that's
0: always been my philosophy is hire use people who are better than you are yes
1: yeah and and you know hide behind them or let them camouflage yeah. you or yeah. however you want to characterize it it's more about um you know the fear uh-huh. <laughs> that inspired me to like really focus on what i was doing and by undisciplined i mean uh, i i have a very difficult time in a bubble practicing oh um and if i'm inspired by a group of players who are really stunning and counting on me to you know, have my own shit together, frankly, Mm -hmm. um, then that is usually what drives me forward. I mean, I I had my first gig. I didn't start playing guitar until I was 20. And I had my first gig in a Motown band 18 months later. Um, And like, oh, oh my God, I'm going to be, now, to be fair, it was, I'm not kidding, in a retirement home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that environment has served my personal um, evolution. Mm -hmm. And the hunters were a, the the end result of that of getting in with Reinhard and uh-huh. Damian and Brian Foxworth uh-huh. and John Mazzacco and uh-huh. uh, and Alex Milstead and uh, and Catone Lyles and Loranda Steele. I mean, just I I personally don't <laughs> I would go see that band. Yeah. Without me in it, that's a bunch of really amazing yeah. Yeah. and every one of those people um, they're they're remarkable individuals and they're my friends. Huh. Um, so what happened to the band was a bit of entropy and a bit of burnout on my mm-hmm. part too, because I mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm a, you know, at that phase was a uh, deeply in corporate monkey phase. Um, <laughs> and I was able to invest in the band and all mm-hmm. of my free time was mm-hmm. spent developing that band, but it was having two full-time jobs. So I definitely wow. hit the yeah. wall a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. but man, you know what it. they say?
0: Entropy isn't what it used to be. <laughs> That's, I
1: like that. That's that's good. I've not actually heard that before. It's yes, Kind of shocking. Thank you. I didn't
0: make it up. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where I heard it either. Yeah, so it's Perfect. I, you know, perfect. I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that as my own. Yeah.
1: yeah so I, I still like. I still am in touch with Damien and, uh-huh. and Ryan and and uh, you know we several times you know particularly right in the middle of the quarantine we're making lots of yeah. let's get the band back together this week jokes yeah as yeah. we're all locked in our homes so, oh boy yeah. it's it's gonna happen. Uh, I just have zero idea when. So yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: Have you done any live streaming?
1: No, I haven't. Wow. I've, I've seen my friends And you know, Tom, I got to be honest. I, I think I've played a grand total of an hour wow. of guitar in, in a year and a half. Wow. Um, it's been, you know, I, we were working hard immediately after the Hunter's went into suspended animation. Uh-huh. I got involved with the Thunder Brothers, uh-huh. um, which was also fairly quickly successful in uh-huh. its own little realm there. Great band. Um, and it was a very interesting experience for me. Oh, like, all the songs that I brought to the table were ones that I had written very early in my career. Huh. It was really straight ahead, burly, badass music that I was having <laughs> a lot of fun playing. Um, and, you know, so f- straight from the Hunters into... The, and the same set of circumstances existed yeah. for me with me uh, grinding away yeah. at a corporate job that was, yeah. you know, eating my soul. Um, and and I we all sort of reached a point, as bands do, speaking of band entropy, and uh, I was really exhausted. I was uh-huh. exhausted with... Uh-huh. You know the 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 very difficult environment of finding live venues, watching them evaporate left and right, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, really yeah. having that be a very limiting factor on what the experience of being a live a musician uh, in Portland. who... Yeah. I, I thrive on live music. That's the thing uh-huh. that I, I can't. The, the studio kind of drives me insane, huh. as I have mentioned. I'm not a disciplined practicer, <laughs> so. <laughs> In order to engage me, I, I need an audience, and I need to be playing, and and it's got so difficult there.
0: Um, want, to feel, want to feel bad? Oh no! I had Steve Berlin in here. Yeah, he was, that was last week's podcast. Yeah, yeah my good friend. He, yes. he 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 sat here and told me that he 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 has developed an entirely new way of playing. Somebody taught him an entirely new way of playing, with different ambushes, different muscles in his mouth. And it's, and it's very difficult and he's still at it. And that's he what he did with his quarantine time. Yes. He does it every day. See
1: those people to me, I developed an expertise on the dialogue of Futurama. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where my <laughs> efforts has been spent. <laughs> <laughs> I joke, I
0: joke, but yeah, well, no. I, there there was a book I could have written. I didn't do it. Yeah. You
1: know, well, I think it was, I think Denzel Washington, I think it was Denzel who had this, this hilarious quote which when the resurgence started happening, he said uh-huh. all those people are feeling terrible about not coming out of the quarantine, writing your book, or being in the best shape of your life. Yeah. Good news, you get another shot at it. So. Yeah, I really? <laughs> uh, oh, boy, so yeah, Steve Berlin, uh, that does not surprise me. That, that is yeah. one of the better minds uh, <laughs> in, our, in our sphere. He, he's, Sorry, he's, do you still have your corporate gig? I do not. Um, well, my corporate gig was, you know, as a, you know, a drone uh, as a salesperson <laughs> and I did a lot of flying. Yeah. I was flying you know 5 to 10,000 miles a month. Wow. I was on airplanes all the time. Jeez. Um, and it was supplanted by another venture which we've chatted about briefly and yeah. is directly connected to music which is this this Air Hush thing that we've we've talked a bit about. So while I didn't have a corporate gig, I was certainly um Immersed in ways, mostly because I actually cared about this one in ways that uh-huh. the corporate gig were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, yeah. to be fair, I spent way more time and energy trying to create the appearance. That I was working, and I did actually working, <laughs> um, and <laughs> I I admit that I, I, I was a terrible employee, and I was extremely good at being a terrible employee, so I got away with it for a really long time.
0: Okay, so you have teased this now, <laughs> so now you got to you got to tell everybody what air hush is.
1: Yeah, so so uh, about two and a half three years ago, um, a very good old friend of mine um, who had been developing this particular crazy. Re- weirdly simple idea of inflatable sound attenuation technology, huh. which uh, has manifested itself in a 24-inch by 27-inch square panel uh-huh. that is a uh, that has an inflatable chamber that's sandwiched it in its current iteration uh, by two sheets of mass-loaded vinyl. So it's this square panel that uh-huh. can be inflated, and when it inflates, it's about four and a half inches wide. Uh-huh. That can then be clicked together um, like Legos, uh, hmm. so you can build boxes around noisy amplifiers. And I'll keep it, you know, in the, in the music sphere to make it understandable to our audience, hmm. uh, or build a sound isolation booth, or uh, line a studio wall for a home studio. There's so many things you can. So anything you can do with that panel, and then when you're done with it, you deflate it and store it away, and it deflates to about quarter of its original size actually closer to a third yeah about an inch and a half wide and they're super robust and it's this uh, my friend has this remarkably broad patent on this technology and i've sort of seen this thing from its infancy where mm-hmm. it was <laughs> jim banging away on guitars in the basement of his san francisco home uh-huh. driving his wife nuts with <laughs> all the noise and so he sort of put his uh background in materials and um, sort of baseline ingenuity that he had to work on finding a way to sort of soundproof the basement. So, huh. Not sort of, but exactly. Yeah. So through a uh, half a dozen iterations and several trips to Walmart to buy air mattresses, <laughs> uh, fast forward about four or five years from that first idea, lo and behold, he gets himself an extraordinarily broad patent huh. on any soundproofing application that uses an inflatable chamber. Wow. And I sort of watched it grow, and we had a couple of conversations over the years uh, about, um, you know, my corporate monkey uh, occupation and the (laughs) contacts I had in in large. You know, I was selling a financial product Uh um, to Fortune 500 companies. It's what my career was. So I had all these crazy relationships, um, and... Uh, there was actually a, 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 a right shortly before I got laid off from my corporate job that I'd have for 14 years, <laughs> Curtis Salgado and I uh-huh. were out on the Willamette River fishing for salmon <laughs> and my phone rang and I said, hey, you know, are you ready to unleash your technology on the planet and get me out of my horrible job and make me a really rich guy <laughs> and he laughed and and uh two weeks later i got laid off oh <laughs> <laughs> so i immediately contacted my friend and say hey you know i've got time i've got uh, the ability to you know invest mm-hmm. some of my energy and mm-hmm. efforts mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. helping you get this technology off the ground and that's what the last now three years of my life has been doing and it's like I am the poster child for starving startup environment. (laughs) Uh, I really, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. We've had some great wins and it's very exciting and very visible stuff Um, and very understandable technology Uh It's super simple. It's Uh not like some crazy microchip. It's basically a pool floaty (laughs) in a frame that Uh does this incredible job of, uh, sound attenuation, knocks down 40 dB, 30 to 40 dB. And the inventor, when he hears this, will want to choke me out for <laughs> being too much of a salesperson about how effective it is. But
0: Well, can you make that uh, into like a percentage? What percentage of the sound would go away?
1: Well, each 10 dB represents uh-huh. a 50% reduction in signal to the human ear. Uh-huh. So you keep cutting that down by half. So uh-huh. it's it's there's some really... We've done the last couple of NAMM shows with these really brutally effective demos where Uh we have some noisy guitar player, sometimes me, (laughs) uh, with a little, um, a small amp in a box of this stuff. Where Uh all you do is you just let the guitar player bang away and you lift the top off of this box (laughs) and it's stunning how effective this stuff is. is. It's real. It's also very thoroughly academically backed up. Uh-huh. We have had this thing tested ad nauseum. We've got the data. Um, it's, it's, it's no joke. It's uh-huh. really impressively effective and simple uh-huh. stuff. So, so oh. it's very compelling, which is why I've agreed to make less money than I did when I was <laughs> 19 years
0: old for the last three years. So, so what, what are the non-musical applications?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, really, frankly, music has always been considered a bit of a loss leader. Right. Um, for, right. for this, it was always uh-huh. like sort of getting the halo of yes. knowledgeable yeah. people about sound to jump in, which we've done. Steve Berlin is one of them. Uh-huh. Um, Mark Needham, who is Chris Isaac and Lady Gaga. So um, when we matured out of that first stage of we're going to go and demonstrate how this technology works in this lovely, sexy, visible field of music uh-huh. um, you know, surrounding an industrial drill press that is at 118 dB Uh with a room of this that brings factory noise floor, factory floor noise down by 15%. So um, ideally OSHA is going to love us. So industrial noise to office cubicles. um, Uh And it's led, uh, uh, of course, in our crazy times right now, um, we had to do a really serious pivot during the quarantine, when everything shut down, we were, we had our second Nam show in January, uh-huh. and it was an incredible success. And the weird thing is that all the uptick we got, almost none of it was from the music business. Uh-huh. So the Netflix of the world and the Amazons of the world and the GEs of the world uh-huh. all send technology snoops yeah. to, to NAM uh-huh. and they made a beeline for us. Wow. Um, so we had um, POs in hand in the first week of March from some really remarkable big names just in time for the virus pretty much. And that's what happened. We, we, we were on the way we had Uh. two years of very, very hard work with no, in no revenue to speak of just out there demonstrating the technology, trying to get the interest up. And it happened. It really happened. Uh. And, uh, I'm not in a position to tell you who we had those P.O.s with because they're all sort of pending still. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, suffice it to say, within 10 days of having them all in our hands, uh-huh. they went away. Um, so Jesus. the crazy pivot that the Portland team did that my little marketing team put together is we actually designed and built a an intensive care unit ah. model uh-huh. out of the panels that you could uh-huh. build an eight room in ICU I guess ICU unit is, yeah. a, uh, yeah, yeah. is a redundancy intensive yeah. care unit that you could inflate and assemble in 90 minutes. So wow. was an eight bed ICU out of this soundproof and it's made out of mass loaded vinyl and aluminum so you can mm-hmm. sanitize it. And we were so happy and excited. And yeah. we had FEMA's attention and the DOD's attention and, and then just chaos about where the resources that were being assigned for recovery. It was just a disaster and nothing. But you get the idea. I have been working 12-hour days every single day since the first week in March. Chaos is the right word. Trying to keep it. Yeah, Yeah. and it is. It's total chaos. And it is an interesting experience to develop something. And by the way, the whole impetus behind developing the ICU Mm -hmm. platform was we have panels in Portland and we were basically preparing for uh portland to be another manhattan because we are all really right. terrified of that right. in, in early right. march so absolutely it wasn't a business move we were like we've got this resource sitting in a warehouse in portland huh. what can we do yeah to yeah. affect that yeah. so we were we i had this amazing team of of young people who are our build team and everybody was like yep we are willing to go into harms way to like build one of these things in a high school gymnasium as uh-huh. sort of an auxiliary thing. Uh-huh. State of Oregon was down. Multnomah County was uh-huh. down there. Great. Uh-huh. We love it. Where can you build it? Where, when we? and then of course it didn't happen in Portland. We didn't have that kind right. of saturation. Right. Thankfully. So it was never really a business idea. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, what can we do to help things? And uh-huh. it was really fascinating to see all the people doing what they do it, yeah. for the county and for the state. Yeah. We have yeah. a, a, a decent amount to be proud of in our area here about yeah. how oh, things were yeah. handled. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm actually, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm huh. really huh. happy that we didn't have to do it. So, um, so have
0: any of those, uh, are you close with any of those original uh, people?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We are back on board in, in deep in talks now with things huh. now going through. Um, I'm still, until I have ink on paper. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, we...
0: Oh, shit. I haven't run out of batteries since 1977. Don't worry. We'll catch up with Michael again. Sorry, dude.